What's good? Good evening. What's going down? This is the Chop Up Show. My name is Toya G. I'm happy to be with you. Phenomenal opportunity to sit and talk to some of my favorite people. Well, one of my favorite people. We are with none other than the political plug. Plug, what's the word? What's good with it? What's good with it? We are here. Another conversation. Another more dialogue for y'all. Y'all pull up. Make sure y'all hit the like button. If you ain't subscribed, subscribe, share, do all of that. Y'all know what to do on YouTube. We've been doing this long. Y'all not getting y'all not getting nowhere else a conversation about two a world of two Nikki's. You're not really right. there's no other podcast on nothing right now that's taking these two issues and they're not related. We're not sticking them together, but one place. Little political conversation, little popular culture conversation, a little bit of conversation about black women, a little bit of conversation about women who don't want to recognize their color. I mean, it's just we really are checking a lot of boxes this evening. So I'm going to go ahead and I guess get the ball rolling with, well, I'm going to toss it to the plug because the plug yeah. got to tell us who we have. The plug yeah. got to tell us who we have before we get too deep. Yeah. We, 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 we haven't figured out exactly what we're calling this. Is they mad? Uh, the white somebody mad. mad. It's just who mad? Nobody who mad, mad. This week? Who mad this week? Yeah. Uh, plug you feel mad? You need to uh, uh, frame it how you need to frame it. But what's the word? What's going on? All right. So, uh, the person that's mad this week is me. I'm hot, y'all. Like I got, I have some frustration. Right? Anybody that's been paying attention to any of Donald Trump's uh, legal cases, one of the biggest one he has is what's happening, Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia. Right. Uh, within that, Fonnie Willis is the is the historic district attorney that indicted a sitting president on RICO charges. Very interesting case. Really already got people snitching, already got people, you know what I'm saying, flipping, turning on them. Two of Donald Trump's attorneys and his chief of staff have already flipped in in uh in Atlanta, right? Here's the thing. They try to distract away from all of this, you know what I'm saying, legal. Uh, work that's been put on Donald Trump as by accusing the uh, district attorney, Fonnie Willis, of having an inappropriate relationship with one of her special prosecutors, uh, which is Nathan Wade. They tried, they attempted mm-hmm. to use Mr. Wade's di- uh, divorce as a way to undermine the prosecution and to undermine the prosecution of Donald Trump. Here's the thing. They made the argument that if they were allowed to look at Nathan Wade's divorce, then they would be able to find and prove evidence that Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis not only had an inappropriate relationship, but she was using her ability to hire him so he could send her out on lavish trips and go on vacations and do all that, right? They said if they were able to get access to his divorce, it would prove all of that. Last week, that divorce was unsealed. Yeah. Fonnie Willis's name was not mentioned one time in the divorce, not once. Everybody was saying that this whole thing, this whole case was going to get thrown out because Fonnie Willis was doing stuff and this and this divorce. Once we get the information, nobody, the media, ain't nobody really came back and said, oh, her name really ain't in that shit at all. Right. As much as they was like, oh, she got this relationship. Oh, what's going on? There was nothing there and there's no correction. There's the, the offense was much louder than the, than the cleanup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's frustrating to see this black woman be accused of all of this bullshit. And when her when her name is actually vindicated, everybody's silent. I'm hot about that. Y'all should be too. These are the type of things we need to pay attention to. We don't have a lot of black district attorneys. Only 5% of district attorneys in this country are black. Maybe I think it may be up to seven now. But I mean, still, it's a single digit range. You feel me? 
So when we have mm-hmm. uh, black people, in this case, black women, who are taking up these roles as, you know what I'm saying, actually holding motherfuckers accountable, we need to make sure that we, like, we as the people that's, that is doing the work to protect them. You feel me? So, yeah. yeah, that yeah. Got, that yeah. I mean, I definitely, we probably need to know more about those people. I won't say more. I won't say more. But as much as, you know, and in a different capacity as, like, politicians, because politicians going to politician. You know what I'm saying? They're going to say one thing and do another, but the law is yeah. the law. You know what I'm saying? So really having people who are trying to hold people to the letter of that, um, I'm a little bit more fascinated and captivated about what that looks like on a local level, what that looks like on a federal level, what that's looking like on the state level, because she's setting it up to where it's it's going to be, it's hard, it's rough, it's yeah. the future ahead. And like you said, the cause is coming from inside the house. They ain't already flipped on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So already. it really is wicked off the case that she built, the house that she built. And so, you know, those are the people we need to be knowing about and paying attention, especially in the 2024 America too. So, But yeah, uh, so that's that Let's go ahead and get into this, you know what I'm saying, this first chop that we about to break down. All right, so we'll we'll do the the Nikki Minaj chop first. Okay. Um the first the half of the Nikki's of the night. The first half of the Nikki's of the night. And I gotta acknowledge the comments because I the gay J Universe was the first one in here said not too much on Nikki now. So uh Good luck, you know. So we're gonna say what we need to say about that. Do that. Shout out to everybody just saying what's up. Emmanuel, Tiffany, Donnell was good with it. Miss uh, Ma'am, uh, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Is in here. Black paint. Uh, I don't know a lot about Charles Blow the W. You no, know, but yeah. I dare to believe we could probably talk. You know, you have. Are you hit to that? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the, actually, at the end of the show, Black Paint, make sure you stick around because we'll do like a little ass to chop up, and I'll I'll, I'll answer that for you. So, just yeah. like that or come back and watch the video later on just know we're gonna talk about it um so let's get down to what's been happening on the timelines right and all across the internet because you know with the way that Nicki minaj has always kind of been explosive as a woman in the hip-hop game and also with the success of Meg the stallion mixed with the some of the tribulations and literal trials of Meg the stallion yeah. she has kind of some crossover flair and connection with just you know general population as well so it's so a lot of conversation about the beef that they're in. They're officially in a 1,000% no holes barred, nothing's off the table, knockdown, smack out, drag out beef. And it's, 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 it's extra and it's wicked. And the barbs is doing what barbs do. And I don't even see. It's, it's like the yeah, barbs. But it's like, are women taking over hip hop like that? Like they got the most relevant beefs. You know what I'm saying? Like, did they get Yeah. <laughs> I think right. who is it? Benzino and Eminem got a beef. Yeah, I if you want to get into that, that. But, but it's really it was like it's like Benzino, Eminem, and Coy Larray because he taking shots at her too. So and then exactly. you know he felt like as her daddy, he got to jump in. But don't nobody care about a Benzino diss though. Newsfield. Niggas really like we care about an Eminem diss nowadays. <laughs> so okay, you know what I'm saying? And so with the Barb's on one side, rocking with Nicki Minaj with the hotties. And I don't even think it's the hotties. Like, that's her little stand crew. That's their name. But I really feel like it's just like the average critical thinker um, is also aligned generally with uh, Nicki Minaj. I mean, with uh, Mega Stallion. And so here we are at this crossroads where now songs have been released. Like, it's not just jazz. You know, it's not just people dropping tweets. It's like, whole oh, they using the craft to get into yeah. it. So you, you have to fill me in, though. What is the origins of the beef? Where did it start? Who did what? So, because it seems like I guess it was like sneak dissing. 
it's the sneak dissing. I feel like the origins of the beef have a lot to do with, you know, Nicki being insecure about being the matriarch of hip hop and, you know, having the, you know, the queen of hip hop title and what that means in relationship to people kind of kowtowing and, and bowing to her and giving her respect and like doing whatever. And so I feel like if I understand the, the pure origins of it, it was like a, all the girlies was trying to be friendly. Nikki came in being divisive. I think, you know, we know Cardi and Meg end up linking. We know Cardi and Nikki don't rock. Now we know Cardi and Meg don't rock. <laughs> in this particular instance, um, and, and I think it, they've it, always- Are there any, so there was never, it's not like no source awards, like where niggas got into it <laughs> backstage. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's just uh, the culmination of jazz being taken, subliminals yeah, yeah. being taken, guys being taken, weird shit. So we then fast forward to Piss, who was recent that was recently released. You know, Megan's getting back. Outcome of the trial has happened. She done lost a bunch of weight, looking good, been in the gym, been doing a whole bunch of photo shoots, been a whole bunch of big stuff. Big Pub uh, is the Planet Fitness commercials. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she getting to it, as usual. Like, as she been doing, she prospering. And so, um, she released his, and his is a song that takes a jab at a lot of people. And she specifically said the day that it released, like, the usual phrase, hit dogs will holler. You know what I'm saying? Didn't really say no names, kind of just said what she said, but made it clear, like, if you if you feel if you feel some type of way, you're going to make some noise about this, and that's how y'all going to know who I'm talking about. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody whole, else right? <laughs> But I'm talking about that night, my nigga, yeah. like, it turned into a whole situation. So, uh, though Minaj was not mentioned by name in his, fans pointed to one line. The line is as follows. These hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's law. As possible reference to Megan. Oh, Minaj's that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. Who is hey, she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, my phone's playing. I repeat the line. These hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be mad. These hoes mad at Megan's law. As possible reference to Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, who is a registered sex offender because Megan's law requires peace, police to communicate information to the public about sex offenders. Petty whom with Minaj had a child in 2020, uh, was accused of doing some crazy things with a minor. I thought I got the rest of that information. Um, gosh, a, I wish I really had that. But, but, but is a but sex he's offender. convicted. He's registered. Yes, this is also in a world where she has a brother. She has a brother who is, I think, in prison right now for uh, sexual yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He locked up. And then she, she wrote a character... Uh, and so it's just yeah. a lot going on as a sidebar the father of the victim of Meg's law, uh, Meg, Megan's law the, the child Megan who the law was named after I think it's trying to sue Megan Thee Stallion uh, for no other reason besides he's a racist white supremacist anti-black man who don't like rap and is trying to capitalize off this moment so that's an interesting thing to watch they clearly don't watch understand how the law works neither, neither at all um but you know, there's that. So this then creates a world where, um, let's see. Yeah, this creates a world where then Nicki Minaj responds. She responds with a song called Bigfoot. Bigfoot is clearly a jab at Nicki Minaj and Meg Thee Stallion's foot and at her stature. Um, 
a jab at just her whole body type, whatever, whatever. Now, she said that one little line about Megan's Law. There's also, I guess, Nick, um, Meg said something about ass shots in the song that could have been interpreted as a jab toward Nikki. But Nikki decides to really amp it up and very directly, very clearly just make a whole song about Megan Stallion. And some of the most important shit about this is that she really said a lot of shit about her mama. Here's what... Uh, Nicki Minaj was saying about Megan Stallion's mama. And I'm only going to say those lines because it's a whole bunch of other jabs in here. She says specifically, uh, how you fuck your mother, man, when she die? How you go on Gail King and can't cry? Child, bye. Bigfoot, but you still a small fry. Swearing on your dead mother when you lie. Ayo. So first reference of the passing of her mother. Um, then says... Because she was lying on your dad, mama, oh, on your dad, mama, ah, 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 lying on your dad, mama, on your, on your dad, mama. Like, she's repeating it. Repeating it. Uh, Then she say, then here's where I get disrespectful. She say, if you don't apologize to your mama in 24 hours, she's going to get uglier than Kim Barbie, okay? Don't play. And then I feel like it's disrespectful because, you know, Nikki Line is all these, is my sons. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you being her mama now. Like, it's just, it's all just all too disrespectful. Oh, you know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Last line, and then I would love to hear your take on the messiness of all of this. Uh, let's see. I'm very serious. Hold the thing you lied about, even pertaining to your mom. You don't want them out, okay? Now, since you think it's funny to speak about people's families, we'll all join in. We'll all play the reindeer games as soon as your nose heals, and as soon as your, well, let's leave it at that for the second installment. That's how that song ends. So, yeah. hmm. by the way, Petty, uh, I want to clarify his charges, Had a was a convicted of attempted rape in 1995 and was sentenced to three years of probation in 2022 for failing to register as a sex offender. Yeah, so... What do we do with shit, that? This shit is like... Like, I listen to battle rap. This ain't nothing. <laughs> like, this ain't... I mean... Yeah, like I feel like it, it was like I've heard so much worse, and not even not even just from men, from women in battle rap as well. Like, so this, you know, what I'm saying to to me, this is really just like, eh, it's it's light, you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, because huh? again, we talking battle rap, like, and even though like they mainstream, these are mainstream women, you feel me? Like this is still battle rap, and on the level of like disrespect. This was like, eh. you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, about like again, uh, what what? So Pac, st- Pac started out talking, said that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. And then it was just like, I will kill you niggas, all you niggas will die. He made fun of a nigga with sickle cell. You feel me? Like it was, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like so. You know, when, when we thinking well, about, me, I like, mean, I guess my let me ask this question then. Yeah. Because you thinking, you saying you thinking about what? No, no, go ahead. I, I guess just so are you you saying ain't no boundaries? I guess that's my first question is are there any boundaries? Is anything off limits? Is anything off the table? No. And if so, I'm sorry, if not, like, why is that a good thing? Like I mean nothing sacred. Well, because I think I think um again, as somebody who listens to battle rap, it's really about all about how it's executed. Like things are 
like very terribly disrespectful things have been said, but they just was executed with perfection. So it just sounded hard. And it's like, it's fiction. We know it's fiction. These are like, well, for most, for the most part, for a lot of niggas. Her mother, her mother really did pass away. No, no, no. I, I, like this is and, real and, life. Like this is not a make up scenario. Yeah, but I mean, niggas, niggas use like real shit, like real shit to to beef. Like nigga, niggas be talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay you down next to him. You feel me? You want you miss him? You about to meet him soon? Type shit. Like that's what, that's what I mean. That's that's battle rap. And y'all and y'all let us know in the chat where y'all think lines is because I'm not just gonna say just because it's Meg the Stallion celebrity superstar and it's Nicki Minaj celebrity superstar that the rules change. Nah, fuck that. If we if we this if we this if anything, cause cause I'm a, cause I'm I'm gonna be for real. That Megan's law bar, that that's disrespectful as shit too. And it went hard. <laughs> like that's and it, it but it was executed. It was executed well. But if it was like a if it was like a child, you know what I'm saying, assault uh bar that wasn't good, it'd be like, oh no, that was that was distasteful. You yeah. feel me? So it's it's one of them things where it's like shit, it, the rules don't change just cause it's Two big celebrities that's doing it. Okay, so let me let's let's then let's let's slide because a couple people shout out to regular Joe say uh filling the stream appreciate that hood therapy was good thank you for popping in Tiffany say I'm not okay with any of it in relationship to the question are there any boundaries so let me let's kick it up a notch because I think the question becomes like okay this beef is soft this beef is soft but. I mentioned the hotties or at least the Meg supporters and the barbs earlier. And I think this is where the plot get thick because these people are superstars sitting in their mansions, going in their studios that they got, you know what I'm saying? in the corner of a huge bedroom and going crazy. And they just are just, they decide what they want to do and how they want to do it. And Nikki said, I got five songs ready for you right now. (laughs) I got receipts for you. Like she's saying, I'm just, I'm waiting for you to say something to deny any of the things that I said. Meanwhile, Meg ain't even responding. She like, whatever. But these these fans though, also coined the stands, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Eminem. I already said his name twice on today's podcast. Never expected that. Right, but he wanted to go though. So, you know what I'm saying? He get, he get, and especially when it comes to battle rap, that nigga's known to say some wild shit. Uh, but, But real quick, before we get into the stands response, a few of the people in the chat is, is, was talking about some of the disses. Donnell said there's something about the subtlety in Meg's verse that makes it more impactful. Nikki was just shit talking with no tack. It just lacks the slick ass vibe you got from Meg. Uh, Tiffany said not something that's real and did happen morally, realistically. There should be limits and boundaries. Okay, mm-hmm. Tiff, I hear you. Uh, Jay, you know yeah, what I said? Yeah. I, I feel like all of this is strategic, fake beef, and I don't know why mm. anyone was expecting Nikki to have a crazy diss. I'm an OG fan, and she ain't never been known to battle rap, which is crazy because she's from New York. Like, you don't, you don't say you're an artist from New York and you can't battle rap. Yeah, I mean, also, like, I mean, also, you, I don't think you need to jump in on beefs like this. Do y'all know? Because a lot of people was on Nikki head. First of all, they, they think she got a habit. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty sure she got a habit. I, it's looking, I don't know, but habitual. It's looking habitual. Um, but they then also on top of that, like she went on like a four, five day tangent, like a four day long, just around the clock, just constant subtweets on Instagram, live wilding, saying all types of wild shit about it. And it's just like, is this not OD? Like, is this not like really extra for something that was subpar? Like, I feel like if you, did all like, that, if you, you wanted to smoke, I'm going to bring it to you. Yeah, you, you can't you tell me mean, to turn like, it off. That's weak. That's so weak to me. And, and it's, it's so weak to me because you did all this talking, you did all this fussing for four or five days straight and, straight, and it just turned 
out poop. Like it was just, it's just bad. Like you should go listen to the song. I'm like it's a couple of yeah, yeah. bars, and I know you're not pressed about it, but it's. I mean, nah, nah. You yeah. know, I'm tapped into the culture. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, I mean, the, check the, it out. The last comment, uh, it's Miss Ma'am. This is this is kind of funny. She was like, "I don't." Think no, you got Jay Universe too. Go ahead. Okay, 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 cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, Jay Universe. But Miss Ma'am said, "I don't think there are boundaries, but that's why your mama dead is like the kill shot. <laughs> kill shots out the gate. Man got under Nick's skin. <laughs> like, Absolutely. That's why your grandma died, nigga. All right, we fight. You know what I'm saying? Like what? It's, it's time to fight. Uh, then Jay Universe said the rules only change because they're women. People are so dramatic. Rappers were really shooting at each other. They just named calling. <laughs> and and that's true. Right. And then pointing the finger like that's why your mama did. It's kind of childish when you <laughs> when you look at it. But you're like, check, check. It's it's spicier though because yeah. these fans is out here watching it. It's people watching it, and it used to just be with the rap beats. We would just like be like, hey, did you hear that? Yeah. Oh my god, did you check that? So let's play this line, let's play this bar. Okay, well, feel how you want to feel. We'll go back and forth. But I feel like niggas that was barbershop talk, that was pastime talk, that was riding on the bus, riding to school back and forth talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when nobody really out here having no state in these other people beefs nowadays, for whatever reason, the weird ass paradoxical world we live in, where these people really create these parasocial relationships with people they don't know. I, I think they that think happened with the East Coast, West Coast beef. I think like niggas is really like putting that on them, and that was only because of rappers. There was like no real beef between the East and the West Coast, but because Pac and Biggie was beefing, those whole coasts was beefing. I mean, I think that's the only other example. Though, to be honest. I mean, but I think I think there was like a whole subculture, like a gang culture that had colors and unity and all types of shit you can get around and regional shit. Like there was a level of collective camaraderie that was also based on the whole subculture of shit that people were able to get into. Now it's Barbies and people. Like I, I just I, I like the, the, like do I make sense? Like the art of the artifacts, the components yeah. of things that people latch onto just don't make any sense in that same context. Like it was East Coast West Coast beef, but it was multiple rappers, multiple people. It was a, a like. Would you, would I ain't gonna say it was blame? better. It was stupid. It was stupid. You wanna know why it was stupid? Because people in Kansas City was out here trying to be on some yeah, East Coast, we, West Coast. We, we like West, yeah, like we was West Side. Like, we was West Side. I like, I really specifically <laughs> remember being in Kansas City. Like, I don't feel. But East we literally a part like of the West, though. Like, we are literally the Midwest, but it's West and West. Bruh, like, we are in the Midwest. We're the heartland, is what they call us for a reason. So. <laughs> All of that to say, like Toya, but you know who I blame? Who for what? For for like the rise of the barbs and the you all of that. Beyonce. The first the first time the barbs barbs predate and y'all tell me in the comments if I'm wrong. I feel like as a formal thing, the barbs predate the beehive. I feel like Beyonce was still kind of striking her tone and doing her thing, and then maybe. And maybe my timelines is, is, is off. Yeah, let us know about. in the chat, y'all. What came first, the yeah. barbs or the beehive? I think the beehive came Chicken first. Chicken or the egg looking ass. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't feel like, I feel like, I don't feel like Beyonce was a prototype. I feel like the beehive is a presence, but they don't behave like the barbs do. 
they not out here doxing people and tearing people up. They are being hella defensive and probably they're they the only bullies. type of bully. They're bullies, but they're not doxing people. I get you. Well, they go in the comments leaving bees and shit. Remember, they was used to do that and like the bee emojis. Yeah, and you know, yeah, just the honeycombs and, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I'm hyper, they're hyper present, but they're not out here doing shit like doxing people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got people in it for better or for worse. They talking crazy to each other, doing all types of crazy things to each other online, but then people escalate it and they start doxing information. And we know doxing to definitionally be the act of taking personal information and spreading it and making it accessible to complete strangers, somebody else's personal information, um, so they can do with it what they will. And I just, that's always going to be risky behavior. So one of the specific ways that this shit is kind of gotten out of control with this doxing for Meg is that the the barbs have of course been doxing her. And one of the things if a piece of information they let slip is where her mother and her tombstone and her grave is. And that risk became so out of control that the authorities had to be involved in it. Like it's Houston police department are a part of making sure that that so particular it- space doesn't get desecrated because of I believe the command of Nicki Minaj. Like some of this shit be by her behest. They not just sit in the comments like, what'd you say about Nikki? Like they are, she's sending them out into the world and telling them to do shit. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen. And so it's thick, but here's the thing. It's not just thick for the celebrity because Meg Thee Stallion can afford to have round the clock, 24 hour cameras, right. surveillance care. She, I mean, she already got it. She, like she got it. But it's everyday people, yeah. right? Who are just having opinions participating in the dialogue and the discourse of the social and the medias and barbs specifically, but also, I mean, anybody can do it. And we're going to have to talk about that in a second in terms of anybody doxing because there's some asterisks to this, but (laughs) it's really out here tearing up other humans beings lives. And here's the other thing. People are also reverse doxing. I've been seeing on Twitter and shit where people are like, y'all act like y'all the only people who know how to push buttons. And so people who are, being doxxed or doxing is becoming is messy. So we got it's a video. We got a video. Let me see. We in the comments. We in the comments. Before we start the video, let me see. Uh name calling is okay. It is what it is. But the part about her mom, I'm not feeling right. The fans are a real problem now. People willing to catch charges for artists that ain't finna pay. No kind of bill money, Miss Ma'am said. You know what I'm saying? Like J Universe, Tiffany, Miss Ma'am already like it's, it's, it's the stakes is kind of high. Y'all doing too much. Now, this video is a, is a watch. I want y'all to sit back and listen to this video of this person. I don't know who they are, but I do know they are on TikTok, are a uh, Nikki supporter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A Meg right. supporter. A Meg supporter. And made some comments, said what they had to say about the situation at hand, and we'll let them take it away from there. All right, here we go. Interestingly enough, today's the birthday of the person who doctors. It's planned, but we can't hear it. I can't hear it onto the internet this past weekend in response to my criticisms of Nicki Minaj. Now, what's actually a little bit funny is you happened to dox me the night of my younger brother's birthday. You leaked my phone number, a former address me and my family used to reside in. Now, I'm sure many of y'all are wondering, oh my God, Eric, why didn't you bring attention to this when it first happened? Well, one, I didn't see it fit to boost or amplify content containing my personal information one of which was approximate locations to the current city and state that I live in. And number two, after doing a bit of scrolling and clicking around, I found every bit and piece of information I needed to find on you. 
one of which was your birthday. So this is the so do- doxing and the reverse doxing. Now, you here's the about. thing. Not I've quite, never but... sought legal recourse through the U.S. justice system. But I've also never been doxed to this degree. And I want to be clear. I can only speak for me. The people I can't speak for is my family, my extended family. The people who felt slighted by your decision to not only endanger my life, but the lives of my younger brothers and my mother. So you have one of two options. One, you will not only issue me a direct and sincere apology, but you will do so on the very same platform you use to dox and disseminate my private and personal information. Because what was (laughs) done in public will be apologized for in public. Number two, you will delete that stand page. You will delete your account. It must be done away with, my love. And three, you will take down the post containing my personal and private information. It's still up. And that's nuts. Macadamia. Now, should you choose not to follow the demands of number one, option number two is one. I think I think what's I think what's interesting is that having that up there, like once it like even with them taking it down, like that doxing shit, once it's there, it's there. Niggas take screenshots, screen recordings, you know what I'm saying? All of that shit. And so it's like for somebody to be having this serious conversation, not about their identity being stole, but because we had beef about Nicki Minaj and uh, Meg the Stallion, like now my whole you you like somebody felt comfortable to put my whole personal you know what I'm saying the access to the people I love everything else so and again y'all caught like I sound like an old man griping this is celebrity culture this it like this is that we we attach ourselves so much to celebrities that we literally go out putting ourselves fucking in danger because you can't get locked up for doctor yeah. nigga especially if well and we're not, we're not talking about that we're not talking yeah. about it in a second. But yeah, but yeah but let's 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 finish it up though. A report with the cybercrime division of the FBI will be filed. Shit. Two, legal representation will be involved so as to seek compensatory damages for the trauma you sought to inflict on me and my family. Three, a phone call and several emails will be issued to the technical college at which you major in nursing oh, for <laughs> to let them know that somebody who potentially will be seeking a career in nursing and be medically responsible for the lives of people Hippo. saw it fit to endanger the lives of regular civilians over celebrity drama. And number four, you also run the risk of your face and the account in which you used to dox me being plastered across the entire internet. Now, had this been an attack solely directed at me and me only, I would have let it fly. God honest truth, scout's honor. Plus, you're only 20. But because you got my family involved. With that being said, I'm looking forward to your apology, Amaria. Happy birthday. Congratulations to you for getting into nursing school and say hi to Grandma Ida for me. Kisses. Okay, so you... How you say this ain't reverse doxing? <laughs> like, how the, nigga brought up her grandma. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to let you know the threat is real. That's called showing teeth. That's not reverse doxing. That's called showing teeth. And let's talk about what doxing is. Let's talk about what doxing is because I'm glad you brought it up. So, I mean, we're here in the state of California. So, I looked up specifically what the state of California laws is. And they, the state of California has a definition of doxing. Um, and and that's important to note that they have decided to de- define and codify doxing so that they have a law that if you are found guilty of said act, 
you have to pay $1,000 fine or up to a year in county jail, right? That's in whatever county that you commit the crime in. However, in a federal context, there is not, def- there's a definition, and I don't mean to say definition of doxing. In California, doxing itself is a crime. Like if you take somebody's information and disseminate it, that is a crime. Federally, from what I understand, doxing is not like a federal crime, but can lead to crimes that can raise themselves to federal implications. So if the doxing is used to harass somebody, to intimidate somebody for the act of identity theft, for incitement of violence, right? If I dox you, if you dox somebody, ain't gonna beat them up that's when you start to get to the level of federal charges. And that can lead from anywhere across the country, um, I think from $50 to $2,000 and uh, up to from six months to like two years in prison. Right. So just over um, the Nicki Minaj beef. That is crazy. It's wild. Somebody who's not going to, I mean, I can't, Miss Ma'am said it so clear. I got to say it again over somebody who is not coming to get you. Not, not paying no bail money. Shout out to Marcel. What's good? Good evening. Welcome. And so the shit's crazy by itself. But I got to ask the question, Plug. I got to ask the question. You ready for my question? What's up? So we talked about reverse doxing. That might not be the best way to go about things. But the good folks, we won't call them the good guys, the good people, though, people on the right side of right have used doxing many times. To make sure racist people, homophobic people, fucking Karens see justice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have had an outburst and you did all this and do all that. A lot of people say, I'm recording you. You're going to lose your job. Like, you know what I'm saying? They you ready. about to lose your job. <laughs> you about to lose, you your, about to lose job. your job. Yeah. And so we celebrate doxing then. We celebrate doxing then. And so I guess I have to ask the question, like, is doxing good or bad, bro? Like yeah, it's it's very simple. It's like anything. Doxing is a weapon. Like anything, doxing is a weapon. So if we look at it, it's all about how it's used. If I got a pistol for protection, that it's a good thing. If I got a pistol to rob niggas, that's not the best of things. If we look at doxing mm-hmm. the same way, because that means you're gonna use that weapon differently. For example, if I if if it's a racist troll page that's constantly harassing motherfuckers on or, you know what I'm saying on the internet. And somebody connect that troll page to a real page and get that person's real information. And then and if with that, find out where they work and be like, hey, law firm, the, the person saying this work for you, oh, they get fired. Yeah. Doxing was used in a productive way. If a motherfucker mad that uh, Meg Thee Stallion has a better diss than Nicki Minaj, and they and they post somebody somebody personal information who has a differing opinion on musical artists. That is a irresponsible use of that weapon. That is an irresponsible use of your ability to do that. Because if you get somebody oh, hurt over a celebrity, come on now. We just but we know the law don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all or nothing. It is you are bad for doing it or you are allowed to do it. And it's that's why the law is flawed. Because it's because it's like if I only put their job out there, the only thing that's at risk is them losing their job. If if I put their address, if I put social security numbers, if I put sensitive data, then that put his whole family that people whole family at risk. 
You know what I mean? So that's why I said okay, so your line is doxed is okay as long as it's not publicly identified. Like, I mean, not nah, if, if it's I not putting nobody else like like other people at risk, then no. I mean, but you never know the like to what extent because if I lose my job and my family gonna be hungry as shit because I don't have a place to work no more, then you put my family at risk and it's the same thing potato potato, tomato yeah. tomato. Yeah. I guess you did that though. You did that. You know what I'm saying? Like your actions wasn't aligned with the company where you work and you had to suffer them consequences. You did. I mean, but other people, I will say, you know, there is another doxing conversation that we can't afford to ignore, even even though it's not directly related to Nikki and Meg. And that is, you know, what's happening with students who are protesting, what's happening with Palestine and what's happening in Gaza. You know what I'm saying? So that's a whole nother fucked up level of the way that doxing. And I know people personally who, you know, have lost opportunities, have been forced out of their house, uh, and these are students. These are people who live on campuses who are just trying to get an education, but their education is well-rounded and they're critical thinkers and they're scholars. And there are people who are willing to question the very obvious kind of parallels of, of, of settler colonialism. And so it gets it gets weird and it gets you know frustrating. It that's, that's, that's backlash from cancel culture. Because they're literally saying like, oh, so I have an opinion on black people that could get me, that could get me fired from my job. Okay. Well, we're aligned with Judaism and the Jewish people, mm-hmm. and they're being attacked. And so, if you're if you're not standing up for the attacked Israeli group, then you know you're not aligned with our principles. And so, yeah. like we, you're not somebody we can hire. You know, so. Well, I mean, we're gonna round it out because we've been talking for a bit. I will say, regular Joe. Uh, it's been tapping in. Said Nikki is notorious for oppression. Other female rappers, Meg is the one that got away. And Nikki has five K bars ready for deployment, written years ago. Uh, yeah. uh, but you know, I, I just I'm not ever gonna hate on nobody for what they're fans of. I just like talking to rational people who have a line. So if you like, oh Nikki, 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 whatever, whatever, that's you and your politics. I can't really deal with nobody who you know, is making choices to support sex offenders, like actively and defending it and standing in it. I mean, what else you going to do about the person you married? But it's just weird. To I me. mean, but when you do it, um, twice, but, like when your brother and then the nigga, you like, just be quiet. Just be quiet. You don't be quiet. That's when that shit just be weird to me. But true, yeah. uh, regular also settle the dispute. And I think I'm willing to deal with this compromise. said the beehive was first, but the barbs are ruthless. Blame uh, and yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. Beyonce was first. Blame Beyonce is the theory. I think it's been proven correct based on regular Joe. Um, but no matter what, Jay University, this shit ain't that serious. And I mean, when I, when I it ain't that serious. I think that comment no. came in probably when he was talking about the doxing and how. But I, I just, I don't think the standing is that serious. These is people, regular ass people doing regular ass shit. A little bit more optimally than we do. We watch it. We appreciate it. It's the circle of life. It's just people just do shit. Like, just like it and move on. You ain't got to fall in love with them and try to look like them and fight people for them and fight fight people who you don't know and who don't know. Like, it's just very confusing. It's very peculiar behavior. And I wish better for everybody involved and um, team Megan and Stallion, just in case you were curious. But um, that's that's one Nikki down, yeah. one more Nikki to go. And with that, I'm going to toss it over to the plug. All right. So the hey, Nikki... real quick, plug, before we start, if yeah. you at all, you know, enjoy the conversation about Nikki, about Meg, about Doxing. If you just hear tapping in, tap, chapping in, <laughs> tapping in and chopping it up with the Chapo Show, go ahead and hit that thumb real quick as we push into the second part of this conversation. Because I'm, I'm really appreciating the energy I bring. Yeah. 
Uh, and appreciate y'all fucking with us in the chat. We want to hear from more of y'all as well. But getting to the second chop, uh, the second Nikki of the night, um, it's time to talk about Nikki Haley. And depending on how you feel about Nicki Minaj, Nikki Haley may be in the same unlikable uh, run, in the same unlikable category. Uh, because Nikki Haley has been on what I like to call a uh, racial illiteracy tour. Um, and each stop on this tour, she's proven more and more how her understanding of race and her personal experiences are being what's the word, uh, confused with cognitive yeah. dissonance. She's, she's attempting to ingratiate herself so much with white, uh, with white conservatives that she's making and repeating the same absurd claims about race and racism in the United States while also being mocked for her uh, uh, ethnic and racial identity. Let's just put that out there, right? Uh, so why is Nikki Haley important in the first place? Why is people even talking about her in the first place? After New Hampshire, Toya, uh, Nikki Haley, I think in New Hampshire and in Iowa, we start to see like a, a, a lag and a lack of uh, voter uh, enthusiasm for conservatives, specifically Donald Trump. Everybody mm -hmm. else then dropped out the race instead of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, the only one left. The reason um, why is because moderates are actually looking at Nikki Haley is like, this. that's my conservative option. There's no way I'm fucking with Donald Trump. I'll fuck with Joe Biden before I vote for Donald Trump, and I'm a conservative. Was, was, can I ask a side question to the political plug? Was yes, uh, DeSantis a less interesting option because he was like a baby Trump? Is that a fair observation? I think was, yeah, yeah. I think, I think he failed to be able to properly criticize Trump as, a, as an opponent, but then mm -hmm. at the same time attempt to appeal to Trump voters. And it, what people don't really understand is they don't, it ain't it ain't about like Trump is a celebrity. So like the same way the barbs are with Nicki Minaj, regardless of what she do, mm -hmm. that's like MAGA. Like Trump supporters are regardless of how he moves, what he say, he could be for one thing and against it the next day. They with him. So it's yeah. it's not even about the shit he say or that the shit is that, that the shit that he stand on. It's more so him as a celebrity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. Uh, Nikki Haley is starting to expose the cracks in, uh, in the conservative voting base. And a lot of those voters are willing to say that I'm a conservative that's willing to vote for Joe Biden if Nikki Haley ain't the candidate. So people is like, oh shit, like Nikki Haley could be the Trump killer, right? Like she's yeah. she's changing how we think and talk about um, the election. So she's getting all this popularity. And then it went to her fucking head. Like this shit always <laughs> does. And you get the first, uh, you get the first statement that she makes that really had people like, what? <laughs> like, like, what? And that is when she said, Nick, uh, uh, when she uh, made the statement that, or she attempted to explain this, uh, the Civil War omitting slavery. Mm -hmm. Like, so she was asked a question about the Civil War. Nikki Haley talked about the Civil War and never mentioned slavery or racism. Never mentioned slavery or racism. So, the, so, the, so she's asked a follow-up question like, well, uh, you know, slavery in the Civil War. She was like, what do you want me to say about slavery? It's like, bitch, you... Uh... You said, what about what, Plug? I said, uh... Hold on, hold on, I dropped out real yeah, quick, but I'm back. Ask the question, what about... Uh, oh, what about the Civil she War? She asked uh -huh. the question, what about the Civil War? Well, let me make sure we back up. Hey, uh, let us... Yeah, let me know... 
Yeah, okay, cool. Let me know in the chat that we cool and everything. We had just dropped out for a second. Uh, let us know in the chat that we good. But uh, when she made the, when she had our conversation about the Civil War, she was then asked, what about slavery? And she was like, well, what do you want me to say about slavery? Like, what does that have to do? And it's like... I want you to act like your daddy was a professor at a damn HBCU for 30 years, and that was largely the reason why you moved to the South to fucking begin with. That's what I want you to act like real quick. Right. Come on. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's it's whatever it's it's whatever ignorance that she operating off of, right? We okay, yeah, we good. Uh, and so the first stop on this tour were, were these statements, foolishness, and everybody was going in, and I kind of avoided it. I didn't make any content about Nikki Haley because it's like this is really low hanging fruit for me. Like, she's still a conservative, yeah. and I get that she's actually exposing like the cracks in the in the in the voter base. That still don't make her relevant enough to talk about this type of shit. Like, why are we even asking her? Because she's not about to be the nominee regardless, right? Me, it's it's funny how the media move like that. So she makes mm-hmm. the comments uh about the civil war. No, we know, and we still gotta play this game. Right, and so the next step, or the next stop, in her racial illiteracy tour, she's doing an interview uh on Fox News, and she makes the comment that America has never been a racist country. She makes the comment that America has never been a racist country. Now, again, you got a father. You got her father is a professor of what now? At HBCU, he was a professor of what? It was like it was like social. You know what I'm saying? Like it was understanding. It has something to do with understanding social social phenomena. You feel me? I'm about to look. I'm I'm about to see. Let me see. Nikki has his father. Let, and let, let's go to her. Let's go to her comments exactly. So on Tuesday, the former governor gave an interview on Fox News, where she asked to respond to an MSNBC host comments about the Republican Party. Brian Kilmeade asked Haley if she was involved in a racist party. Her, Haley responded by saying, "We're not a racist country, Brian. We've never <laughs> been a racist country." Which is like Crazy. you didn't you didn't learn your lesson when you was talking about the Civil War. You didn't learn it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So again, so so now. We're we're not only is she ignoring professor of biology, by the way. Okay, professor of biology, but at HBCU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the man taught for thirty thirty years. Slavery came up. You was there for thirty years at Warhees College. Slavery came up, sir. Right. Don't play with. Come on now. So, uh, so here's the here's the here's the wild thing about this though. While she's saying that that we're not a racist country, we've never been a racist country. She's running, and and she's her 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 uh, public persona. Her name is Nikki. That's not her first name. Trying to run as a tanned white woman. This is her first name, Nimarada. You know, you know who loves to say Nikki Haley's first name? Donald J. Trump. <laughs> he he don't call her Nikki. He call her Nimar- Nimarata. Nimarata. Yes, please, hey, come on, bro. That got you know weird I mean? a little bit. Because <laughs> that uh, that's how he be talking Hey, Jen J said Oh wow, caught alive I don't know who you guys are But I really like your channel Straight up, appreciate that, Jen Yeah, appreciate it Let's uh, um, RT the man 121 said Imagine charging your whole Or changing your whole identity And bleaching your skin To run as Republican and say this She's trying to convince herself More than anything I, I agree wholeheartedly Because nobody else is buying it the front runner, the leader of her party right now, is is doing the exact thing that she says doesn't exist. He's using yeah. her name the same way he used Barack Obama's name, Barack Hussein 
Obama. And he said yeah. it that way to highlight the foreignness of it. He's doing the same thing to your name. It's xenophobia. It's racism. It's it happening like in the moment. And, and this is the like the bullshit that she's speaking on. So that was that was her second spot. Stop. Right. Saying America. Miss Ma'am, well, hold on. I think I think this comment is important before you go to the next part. Miss Ma'am identifies the fact that, you know, there's a there's a base out there. There's attractive. There's there's people who are attracted to that. She says she's pandering to the people who want to rewrite and change history. The people who believe the lies they tell themselves. And I'll be damned if it ain't a whole population and people. Them the same people who don't want the textbook at the schools. Then the people who don't want the DEI in the classroom, they don't, they not, they really are not about trying to fixate on that. You be whoever you want to be, Nemorata. And Danielle says, Nemorata is a beautiful name. She chose Nikki instead. Like, just lazy, sad, just very white, a very right. white approach that was real pretty and just right. she, must not, down she must not have spent a lot of time on that HBCU campus. Couldn't have been. Like, because the, and, and when they talk about the racial pandering from Democrats, we, we talked about that last week. And there is a follow-up from last week's conversation that's that's relevant today. But we talked about how Democrats pander. But we are but here this is how conservatives pander using race. Like the whole race baiting idea. Democrats aren't the only people that bring that up. Republicans no. do the same thing and they do it in the context of saying, Hey, no, it don't exist. Let me rub your back and let you know that them, when they talking about racism, that ain't that ain't a real thing. That that's not, you know. So here we so this was this was her her next stop. Then she comes to what well, this is the the one of the premier platforms for uh, black radio that we consider mm-hmm. black radio. Yeah, she takes her ass to the Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Charlemagne the guy. Nice. Nice. Now here is the here is the quick refresher if you miss if you missed last week's episode. Last week, we were criticizing the way that that the media and mainstream politics now look at Charlemagne as like the mouthpiece for black people. And it wasn't even personally about Charlemagne, but more so how institutions use or are quicker to use our celebrities than our scholars. Yes, they're quicker to use right the people that make us laugh and, and, and the people that we joke with than the people that yes. educate us. It's the second level of criticism of the celebrities that then get that spotlight and then sit up and take up space without then transitioning over right. people into taking up who, who really need to be the mouthpiece, who really need to be listening to, because it's a failure to do that as well. 100%. Now, tell you, what did we, uh, in terms of uh, what we said about the Breakfast Club specifically, mm-hmm. he got his origins. They got to be able to have these type of conversations with the, with two people, Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and Joe Biden. What did we get from the Hillary Clinton interview? Hot sauce in my bag, swag. What did we get from the Joe Biden interview? You ain't voting for me. You ain't black. Now, how in the fuck <laughs> are we give or do we continue to give Charlemagne this credit? Because yet and again. We get more bullshit coming from another presidential candidate on what now? On what? On the fucking Breakfast Club. Yeah. And and I'm talking about the the pushback that Charlemagne provided was pity pat. Like he he did enough to be able to say, well, no, I push back against. He did enough to be able to say he did the action of pushing back. But they still allow misinformation. From a conservative, now, now I did get kind of, I did get kind of proven wrong because I said conservatives don't come to black pa- platforms. 
Nikki Haley just so happened to make the decision to do that. But I, I, before we actually get into the things that Nikki Haley said, I want uh, like a, 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 a one of the viewers on a YouTube comment actually gave us a very a good way to uh, understand why they being criticized. And we're going to watch the content here in a second, but I want us to take a look at, uh, I want us to take a look at this comment here. All right. Now, Terry Lee Watkins. Oh, let me find, let me get the, what I'm trying to get. All right. Nope, that ain't it. All right. Hold on. There we go. All right. Terry Lee Watkins on Twitter said, this commentator on YouTube says it plainly. These hosts are not equipped. And basically, mm -hmm. a lot, man, and equipped is literally the word that I used last week. Absolutely. You don't have to, you don't have the range to, like, it's just not in your bag. It's not a part of what your skill set is. Finish the tweet. They don't have the... Um, these hosts are not They're equipped. not equipped and basically allowed a non-white supremacist Sorry, a non-white to disseminate this information into the black community and freely. I'm talking about sitting there, he he ha ha, and letting her just talk her shit. And the YouTube comment went and very eloquently says, "What?" Because I can't even read that from over here. Uh, no disrespect, but you guys have a huge platform. If you're not prepared to challenge some of these dangerous talking points she's spewing, you shouldn't have her on. I'm all for inviting people with opposing viewpoints to the table for a conversation, but seriously. Y'all really let her off the hook on some really dangerous rhetoric. And I think it's because neither of you understood it. 100%. Like, this is literally what we told you. We just, I, if y'all don't, if y'all ain't been paying attention, this is proof that the chop up is ahead of the curve. Yeah. Like, the conversation that we just had last week, pre like, predicted everything in this. So we're going we gonna to take a look at some, of the, uh, at, at, at some of the comments she made, some of the stances she took. And show you how Charlemagne and them ain't prepared. Let's go. Let's start with no. We gotta watch that one. Let's start with Haley right here. Make sure y'all able to hear it. All right, let's get it. Kamala, I want to ask. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure Toy you able to get it too. Yeah, let me get in there. Yeah, yeah. bear with me just a second. Holler at him real quick, Toy. I mean, not. Nah, um, I definitely, you know, it's Black History Month, so we're going to be uh, being sure to highlight and talk about some beautiful and amazing Black people this month. If y'all got some people to put on our radar, and if y'all not already following the IG, go ahead and do that. It's just at the Chop Up Show. Make sure y'all jump on there and give us uh, Black folks, Black accomplishments that are under uh, under unsung, I think is the phrase or is the word local black people that's in y'all's neighborhood and in y'all backyard we want to hear about what's going on with y'all the things that we can be celebrating and just really um putting our energy in as we think about all of the greatness all of the survival all of the resilience all the power all the love all the community building that exists in black people so those are some of the plans that we have for the next few thursdays so tap in with us and of course the other way is i mean we want you to meet us on on ig but just jump in the comments so if you're watching this late you're watching this later on it's never too late for you. Go ahead and talk to us. Holler this in the comments. We're going to go ahead and tap in and see what's good. And uh, let's see. Jen J said, well, we just learned why Jess Hilarious hasn't been hired. She would have held naked fire. Actually, Jess Hilarious, she came out prematurely. She actually and did. Yeah, she, she ended up being hired after all. They just made the announcement the other day. So yeah. is, she, is she in this clip? Uh, no, she's not in this clip. 
Well, maybe yeah. she she didn't report for duty. No, no, just hilarious. We she she. I don't think she's unfunny. Is my friend? Is that my friend? Yes, it is. That was my friend. I don't think just hilarious is unfunny, but I also don't think she would have got nobody together like we thought. Hi, hello to the executive producer. This is Huey. What's up, my friend? All he wants is my phone, y'all. So don't even. <laughs> y'all know how that goes. Give you the phone, and then when you can't press play on the clip, and we'll jump right into it. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Kamala, I want to ask why you said if Kamala was president, why it would send chills down sure. your spine? Sure. So a couple of things. I think with Obama, that was if you go back, that's when we really started to feel the division. That's yeah. when we were. It, it, it was. A lot of that was because of white supremacists, though. What? No. Okay, so y'all hear this? Is, is, oh, a lot of that because of white supremacists, though. No, bro, <laughs> that ain't that ain't how you push back on that. Like, just think like, like you're. Oh, a lot of that's because of white supremacists, bro. She knows that. She recognizes that. What you gotta, what you gotta understand is she's pushing propaganda. You're not having an honest conversation with her. She's on an interview where she could push her propaganda. You got like that. That's being just being like, oh, well, you, you know, that's white supremacy. It's like she doesn't agree and believe in white supremacy. Let's continue. So she's not gonna start there and be like, oh, you got me. Sure is. Right. No, I think it was it was everything. Everything was exaggerated with the Obama administration. It became more about gender. It became more about race. It became more about separating Americans instead of bringing them together. That was because of the right wing media, though. Well, they were they were scared to death of a black president. Look, I don't think. Everybody is at fault. I'm not saying that one person did this, but I'm saying under that administration, it really did cause some, you just felt, people felt like they were being put in camps through that administration. The second thing is I saw he he was very much an Iranian sympathizer. He very much kept wanting to support and do things with Iran. I think that's incredibly dangerous. This is a a culture that says death to America, and you have to always be careful. A lot of spending happened Look on his watch that started say. us down that spiral. And they're not saying nothing. And then Obama did a lot of things by executive order. And that really started the, he did a lot by executive order. Then Trump came in and reversed it all by executive order. Then Biden went and reversed it all there. You've got to do it the hard way. You've got to get Congress to come together and do those things because that makes it permanent. So what that did is that created leaders from around the world, saw Listen. you just wait out a president. But more than that, people got used to just quick fixes instead of coming together and doing the hard works. Like, listen to, at, like, listen to the amount of bullshit she was able to spread with no pushback from the men on this black platform. The first, y'all letting her, like regardless of the criticism that we have of Obama, y'all letting her blame him for the, uh, for, for like the, for the racial uh, circumstances. It started with Obama. Like, like let's, let's forget the fact that literally the, the most, uh, uh, the, the spike in hate crimes was the second highest only to 9-11 when Trump yeah. was elected. And you saying that the racial st started with Obama? Stop playing. We can go like the racial shit is always that one aspect the, of it. I mean, he should be gone by now, right? We've had a Republican and a whole new Democrat president. Uh, that was eight years ago, um, and three presidents ago now, almost two presidents ago. So it's just like what really becomes the excuse. I couldn't hear the video, so I didn't hear a lot of what she was saying or a lot of how she was saying stuff. But um, you know, I, mean, I trust that a lot. Yeah, because her, her points was just, her points was generally, if we just summed it up, it was literally 
uh, Obama started the racial tensions. He did a lot of uh, he did a lot of uh, executive orders, right? Uh, and I don't understand how that connects to racial tension and sh- and and uh, inspired like death to America type uh, 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 environment. All of that shit is a lie. You know what I mean, like you had like you the, the anti because like, she's pushing an anti-Muslim sentiment on the same platform. You feel me? So it's like we're trying to figure out like how is it that y'all could let like I ain't even mad that she says it. The frustration has to do with the black men that sat there and didn't do nothing to push back against any of the nonsense. And I think it becomes a question of being equipped. Hold on, y'all, just a second. Go ahead, Toya. Um, well, I mean, Miss Ma'am dropped the comment. Charlemagne should have pressed what was the cause of the division, what happened to make people feel like they were put in boxes, give specific examples. And that's where the crossroads we are. That that's the that's the issue that we have, you know what I'm saying? When these people sit down with you, and we talked about these people, your Mark Lamont Hills, your, uh, your, your, uh, sh- who's a, just other people having great conversations. Uh, sh- I mean, your Cornell West, I think even some of the more kind of contemporary, just critical race theorists of our time, uh, I would like to hear you sit down and talk to Alexis Gums. I want to hear you sit down and talk to Frank Wilderson. So explain what these things mean in the context of some of the uh, same theories about race that you don't want to talk about. But the crossroads is they got to put it on platforms when we watch it. They got to put the cookies where the kids are reaching. You know what I'm saying? But this is how I mean by not leveraging platforms, not making discussions uh, uh, accessible. I don't see a reason why it's not a fourth mic in there, whereas DJ Envy, Charlemagne, somebody who's qualified to ask questions and have these types of conversations and be in the room and Nikki Haley. There's no way of bridging any of these gaps and it's easy. It doesn't have to be this whole separate platform. It could just be different commentators who pop in and say, you know, I know, you know, my brothers, my sisters, my peoples don't have the the range to ask these types of questions, but I'm gonna go ahead and jump in here and try to figure out what's what in relationship to what the bigger questions are, what the bigger implications are of your politics. Cause they don't know how to do, do they don't know no better. And I don't think that would one up or outshine any of them. It's just a different opportunity to get different vantage points in. And then you can ask some of your frivolous ass conversations or some of your surface level questions and we all have a good time. So that was that was the first place where everybody was able to recognize that y'all don't need to be talking to these people. Y'all don't need to be introducing these people into our spaces because y'all don't know how to safeguard it. Like y'all ain't no different from Fox News when you allow like when you allow her to speak on shit like that. You really not. You know what I'm saying? It's just another propaganda machine. And y'all just, why y'all just sitting there looking stupid? Yeah, because Tesla Figaro, I do gotta, uh, gotta, gotta shout her out because I do watch a lot of her content and she is unabashed. I feel like she's unbiased. She critical, asks good questions. This is like, I don't know why she wasn't a part of that conversation, right? Why she wasn't in there. And I mean, let her off the chain. And we really got somebody who, uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to see a nice little calm back and forth between Tesla and Nikki, but that's not the product that we're being given. That's not the version of how we should participate in this political conversation that's being sold to us. Jen says Nikki Haley checked off the box, completed ethnic outreach for her presidential run by going on the Breakfast Club. That's it. That's all. She ain't gonna talk to nobody else. She ain't gonna have no more diverse types of conversations. This conversation was baseless. I don't even know who she was persuading. Like who? I don't. I don't know who this this interview was for. I guess. Except for the self-serving narrative or whatever the hell Charlemagne is supposed to be doing, I don't understand who. And that's for, really but... all it is. It's, it's really just like it's to it's to put on the airs as if like they actually are a part of the political dialogue. No, Charlemagne, yeah. 
The Breakfast Club is not a part of the political dialogue. They are part of the pandering. When you yeah. want to pander, I mean, because it's a few black conservatives, this, like this whole Obama conversation, all this does is spur them back up. Then black conservatives, like I told you, we ain't like Obama didn't do nothing for black people. I told you Obama wasn't productive for black people. And yeah, now they're going to follow that same carrot on that stick back to supporting these dumbass campaigns and shit like that. And these dumbass leaders who ain't got no politics with no base in them all because they know the dog whistles. They know the magic words. That's it. That's it. It's so it's I'm trying to make sure you're able to uh, hear this one. You able to hear this? No, I can't see nothing playing or hear nothing right now. Yeah, I'm sharing it on the um, on the ninja. There we go. Yeah, I see some. Can't hear nothing though. It's cool. Just play it. Just play it. All right. Now this is where uh, Charlemagne is having a conversation uh, with Nikki Haley about race. Now again, listen to the bullshit she says, and pay attention to how they respond to her. Like, it's really pathetic. And and again, and I don't want to hear nothing about, like, you know, you got to kind of respect your host. That's not what this is. If that's what, if, if, if that's what it's about, getting all the voices out there, then you might as well just consider yourself another NBC, another Fox News, another CNN. You're not a black platform. The whole idea and the purpose behind a black platform is providing information. Like, you know that black people come to this place, you know what I'm saying, to hear people talk, to hear perspectives. You feel me? Now it's like when you have like a conservative black scholar on there, it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's one thing. But these are politicians. These are candidates that y'all, that people are expected to vote for. These are political, yeah. like political perspectives that people uh, uh, time, take man. legitimate. Yeah. M like much higher stakes, especially when like we're, we're like black men specifically are being accused of being more conservative, being, being more of the Trump supporters. That mean that black men got to do a better job of like of of, of showing how we are a part, a part of more complicated, complex conversations just been whether we Democrat or Republican. But yeah. let's let's hear from Nikki Haley uh, talk about what she thinks about the impact of race today. A question: When you look at the inequalities in America, in education, you know, home ownership, employment, and wealth, healthcare, can you admit that there America is systemically and structurally? A racist country? I think culture has a lot to do with it, mm -hmm. right? But it's more of if you look at that, how do you fix it? Right? Even when you say oh. now, when she say it has a lot to do with culture, she talking about how black people live. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 hear Charlemagne's pushback. She talking about how black people live. Let's hear the pushback. All men are created equal. No, they weren't, because we were labeled three-fifths of a human. <laughs> Black so, people were. Right, and we made that wrong right. Mm -hmm. And we've got some more rights we have to do. But this so, is... So systemically and structurally, do you think America has is racist? Not not the people, not not everybody in America. I don't think America's racist. I think we have racism in America. And, and I think And I think we have cultural issues. But let me explain where okay. I am. So first... She said, I... <laughs> so America's not a racist country. But we have racism in America. But help me understand that, like, where where does it come from? Then, who was involved? Who was a part of it? What was the basis of it? First of all, I grew up in a town of twenty five hundred two stoplights. We were the only Indian family in that small southern town. We weren't white enough to be white. We weren't black enough to be black. Mm -hmm. They didn't know who we were, what we were, or why we were there. In that rural town, we didn't know what we didn't have. And so people just survived. 
I now have a. Now she just said grew up in a rural town. Mm-hmm. Did, wasn't black enough to be black. Wasn't white enough to be white. Bitch, you just described racism. You just described <laughs> like you just described xenophobia, and you described it. Be a human being. That is the problem. And you described it in terms of the environment. You you saw racism, and because you were seen as different. And you, they actually put you closer to the blacks. Really? That, or why else do you think your father ended up at an HBCU? Or why did he feel comfortable at a, teaching at an HBCU? Like, let's continue. Education Foundation in South Carolina, where we do after-school programs in all rural challenged areas. Because you've got to give extra support to those areas that don't have the goal is not what the circumstances are. How do you pull people out of those circumstances and lift them up? Well, you can't hear what you don't reveal. So you have to acknowledge the, you know, the, his, the, his, the history of this You country. have to acknowledge that these things are happening and how are you going to fix it? Absolutely. Now, I wonder, why can't politicians, Democrat and Republican, because we've all heard. See, Alney, and that's it. Like, the, the, the shit, you didn't ask her, well, what do you mean culture? You didn't ask her about, well, let's talk about that experience. Is that not racism when you're not white enough to be white, but not black enough, black enough to be black? She wasn't, there was no challenge to any of the things that she said from Charlemagne. There was, or, and, and DJ Envy is completely ill-equipped. This nigga can't even, this nigga don't even know when he being a scam. Or, or better yet, he don't even know when he being the scammer. He don't understand when he being the scammer. So there's no chime in, there's no part of the conversation where they actually be like, now Nikki Haley, uh, like we appreciate you being here, but we gotta be honest with you. What yeah. you just said right there just described racism. And you didn't mm-hmm. describe it in terms of an individual, you described it in terms of your environment. But you wanna know why Charlemagne didn't say that? Cause he can't. He don't know how to identify that. He's not equipped. Ain't that but, what, we, what we said earlier? He's not equipped. He does not have the equipment, he's not built like that. It's not there. It's not, it's not a part of what, it's not a part of what he can do, but yet for some reason, NPR thinks that this nigga determines how black voters think. Like, come on. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where Nikki Haley isn't really like, she's being used as a pawn right now. Like, and, and, you know, like, tell me what you think about this analysis. Because I think what's happening is because Democrats see the benefit of her fracturing the conservative party. They're doing more things for, for her to get get seen. Like mainstream media is giving her this light because it's like, ooh, we got a Trump killer. She's not she's not even close to getting the nom. I think Donald Trump didn't already wrap, wrapped up the nomination. Like well, she I mean, can't yeah, get but the nomination. Like, they're going through formalities and and kind of trying to have the results of her appearance and presence mean something for a later time and a later strategic move. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have it for data's sake the trajectory, the climbing polls, even if it's irrelevant because he's double figures ahead of you. Like all of that shit is a part of the political theater um, of it all. I think, you know, when it comes down to her though, she does have the ability and in the same ways where it's like, everybody got to vote this way, you know, in terms of Democrats or if you fracture the voting base, you kind of run the risk of messing some stuff up. And I just started echoing, but it's the same logic. You know what I'm saying? There could be a chance where Nikki, uh, Haley siphons off enough ballots from the Trump campaign to give a solid foundation. And all of a sudden you have uh, a Joe Biden slipping away and tipping away with some of those votes. And so I think that's an interesting thing to think about is just 
when you split up that voter base, that's the same reason that people was telling people you can't vote for what was the white lady name? Uh, that was running for 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 president for Democrats. Um, they had to drop out, but everybody wanted to support Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson. No, 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 the other the other one, the other white lady with the shorter haircut with the glasses. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, she was exactly. <laughs> Right, a lot of people was like, "Well, I don't want to be a Bernie bro, and I don't want to do this, but I do." So I was, I wanted to vote for Elizabeth Warren. I'm not even gonna hold you. I did. Uh, fake uh, indigenous person at all. We we was just gonna have to see what what else she got because he's terrible. And this nigga, like everybody got some issues. So I was willing to check but, that but one you out. Know what I, you, you know what I say though? Niggas waited too late to be complaining about this. I just, I'm not complaining about it. I'm using it as an explanation for a new context, which is uh, well. I guess separate like to, in terms of like the candidate, in terms of just like the candidate, like we cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it's too late. Yeah, yeah. Being like I was all right. I'm all right with that. I was cool with that. That could have been like yeah. Nigga, you should have yeah. been acting on that. Yeah, but, but nah. But it, all I'm it, saying it, is, I because I'm, I'm 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 she's very relevant to my real life, my my purview as a voter, the shit that I care about. So. I don't even want to be her no dead horse at her. She shouldn't just be shamed because she's silly and stupid. That's my take. So, all right, man, to, to close this out, um, it's real simple. The chop up, as y'all can see, we're ahead of the curve. If y'all, uh, if y'all go back and listen to the last episode, we literally described the Nikki Haley interview to a T. We should not be trusting niggas who cannot actually hold politicians that they interview accountable with being the ones that bring us these conversations. Yeah. Like we should not like, cause I mean, I, the reality is the breakfast club is iHeartRadio. The whole black platform thing. We got to get that out of our head. If we remove the expectations from these corporate platforms, the black expectations from these corporate platforms, we will feel mm -hmm. a lot better just looking at it as the tomfoolery it is. Yes. But when they trying to, but when, when Charlemagne is dominating headlines, like uh, when, when people like Charlemagne and Nikki Haley are dominating headlines, when they really shouldn't be, it's telling us that it's something that they trying to show us. Mm -hmm. They want us to look in a particular direction. All right. We got to do a better job of having the type of discernment to be like, oh, yep, they on some bullshit. Yep, nah. Nikki Haley really is irrelevant to the larger picture but she's being used by liberal media right now. And and, no and just understand it for what it is. We shouldn't, if Nikki Haley is willing to change her own name to be accepted into conservative circles, best believe, don't expect anything she say about race to be productive or display any level of racial literacy. Oh and and I, I guess I should explain this earlier because I do have the term racial illiteracy in the chat or in, in, in the uh title of the, of the video racial illiteracy yeah. is the inability to read understand perceive or write instances that deal with racism in real life when you can't understand microaggressions when you can't understand why putting an a at the end of a word that typically have an er just because you're talking to a black person if you can't understand why niggas kind of freeze up and get weary when the police behind them, if you don't, if you can't internalize those types of situations when they're being explained to you or when they're being witnessed, you are, my friend, racially illiterate. And Nikki Haley has displayed that to the T. My lord. Thanks to you. And, and, and got a boost thanks to yours truly, Charlemagne the God. 
uh, and the Breakfast Club. We were asked how we felt about Marianne Williamson. I didn't really pay too much attention to her because she was on some weird shit. Like she had some points, points be made, points were made. I feel like she'd be having these eccentric moments where she's able to really engage in the audience. Like reading tarot cards or some shit. What is it? And like I'm not even gonna hit on tarot card people. I I don't want tarot cards in the White House. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I don't don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but I don't want tarot cards in the White House. Predict the war, like I don't want you to be like this. Five of wands is telling me that, like, no, I think we should just. but uh, yeah, so. but 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 with that, man, uh, we appreciate y'all for joining us on a so another Thursday evening. Um, we've had a wonderful time, wonderful conversation. Chop up was able to flex a little bit uh, in in our predictions and how we how we operate. Uh, for the new people that pulled up, thank y'all. Make sure y'all hit that like button. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. Let's 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 build this platform up. This is a black platform. We can say that. Shit, yeah. our, our views and everything else kind of show that too. Shit, like the, the type of black shit we talk about ain't the shit that get pushed in the algorithm. So we need y'all. We need y'all. Hey, um, don't forget around up. All the black ass things that y'all can find that y'all feel like we should know about. It's always gonna be a good thing to share them with us. Put it in the comments. Meet us on Instagram at the Chop Up Show at the Chop Up Show. Drop us links drop us stuff you want us to know we trying to make black history month a special one and that means making sure that we see in the world from your point of view and from your perspective so if it's on your radar put it on ours we'll see if we can turn it into a whole situation and yeah dj envy ass is going to jail anyway <laughs> ah man look i don't know I, I think that nigga gonna do some time but that's just me we're gonna see yeah, uh marcel yeah. jen J universe uh, regular Joe, Miss Ma'am, uh, shit, Donnell, who I miss. Hood Therapy was up in here talking to suspects. us. If we was in a building, Emmanuel, everybody, we love y'all, and we're going to call y'all out by name every single time. If y'all ain't hit that thumb on the way out, go ahead and do that. Besides that, that's all I got. Damn, let's be out. Hey, well, yeah, we're going to see y'all next time, man. Y'all make sure y'all look out for the clips, com- converse on the social media, all that, especially if y'all be on IG. This the chop up. We're going to see y'all next time. Peace.